years experience in the auto salvage business, I'm very good with wrecks. So if your car has been involved in a wreck, call me for a diminished value report. Call 727-541-1741. You may be owed some money for the lost value of your repaired vehicle. And visit us at GulfstreamMotorsports.com. Looking for car shows? Then look no further than FLACarshows.com. On your computer or on your mobile device, FLACarshows.com is a comprehensive list of automotive events plus videos and news articles. Whether you're looking for car shows, cruise-ins, meetups, automotive festivals, cars and coffees, or anything else relating to an internal combustion engine, then this is a site for you. Check it out online or on your phone at FLACarshows.com. Saying everybody's so nice here. Since I've been in town, they, they, they can't seem to do enough for me. They gave me a big car to drive around, a big Rolls Royce. See? My wife says, let me drive that thing. I can stop it on a dime. She did. <laughs> but the dime was in the little old man's pocket. <laughs> She's driving. The guy stepped off the curb, and I says, give him the right away. And she plows right into him. <laughs> what did you do that for? You told me to. I said, give him the right away. I thought you said, get him right away. Well, we were out driving. We are out driving. Hey, I don't know who laid out these freeways but you got to be proud of him over at the asylum i'll tell you that well you get on one of them things you want to get off you better be in the right lane at the right time make the right it happened to me (laughs) but i didn't mind i've never been to kansas city before anyhow (laughs) anyhow we're we're, we're driving see and we go into this gas station you know what i can't understand about a gas station (laughs) the uh cash box is out in the open the office is out in the open and they lock the restrooms I got a joke for you. I got a joke for you. You better leave the hat out. Where's it at? Has he got it again? Yeah. Uh-huh. You've been in my Geritol, ain't you? I got a joke for you. I was, going, I, I was driving the other day to avoid an accident. I had to pull in front of a lady driver. She was very nice about the whole thing. Said something about the beach. I didn't hear what it was. Why, well, you got a funny beach around here, huh? This dear little lady, she must have been nearsighted. She mistook me for a Spaniard. <laughs> She called me Sebastian. I heard that. I heard that. I got a joke. I got a joke for you. I, if, you if you've heard this, don't stop me because I'm dying to hear it again. <laughs> Two highway patrolmen, they're driving, see. <laughs> one of these officers turned to his buddy and he says, you realize that we've been on duty all day? We haven't given out one ticket? He says, we nabbed the next car that goes by. Now, it's a big Cadillac. <laughs> they tail this guy, but he stays in the right lane, uses the proper hand signals, the directional lights are perfect. He stays within the maximum speed. One officer says to his buddy, I've never seen anyone drive this carefully before. We ought to congratulate that guy. So they pull him over. Says, nothing wrong, sir, nothing wrong. Just wanted to congratulate you. 35 years I've been on the highway patrol. I have never seen anyone drive so carefully. This guy says, when you're crocked, you got to be careful. You know, I'm a voter. Aren't you supposed to lie to me and kiss my butt? Hey, this is Wayne Carini from Chasing Classic Cars, and you're listening to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Okay, listeners, welcome. You're tuned in to Nostalgic Radio and Cars, and I'm your show host, Robert. <laughs> uh... You know what? What comes after that? I don't remember. All right. Well, so. this, this is actually the part I edited where he said, uh, run to your computers and oh. search TantalkNetwork.com yeah. where you can hear us live in the studio. <laughs> if you want to see us live in the studio, then you go to NostalgicRadioCars.com. 
Oh, okay. That's it. Anyway, uh, but if you want to go to our, find out all about it, let's go to our website, GulfstreamMotorsports.com. Right, Bobby? Right, then, you, then you take pick up from that part, yes. Dep- yes. Okay, okay, okay. Well, I have to change my uh, intro then, don't I? A little bit. A little bit. Okay. So, anyway, uh, yeah, and yeah, definitely, if you want to find out uh, and tune in some of our past ah, yes, six, the archive shows. The past shows, go to uh, Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Okay, well, I'll tell you what, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, car guys, Car girls, sports car fans. I think I just rolled off the airplane here about 4.20 this afternoon. And you have a special top secret assignment to find an MGB. But we'll I have a special top secret assignment. Yeah, somebody just told me they wanted to look for an MGB because they need something small to fit in the garage. that has a top that goes down, and they can put two big dogs in the back of it. You figure, you figure out the rest. <laughs> and you figure out the rest. Okay, so that's uh, the only car that fits that description is a reliable, little, dependable, little, cool British little MGB. One that has a top that goes down. Unlike Miss Moneypenny, who was a hardtop GT. Anyway, all right. So I just got back from Monterey, California. I was out there since Wednesday of last week. We had a whole bunch of people on. And I got to tell you, pretty, pretty, pretty impressive. Of course, you know, the, 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 the piece de resistance is the Pebble Beach Concourse. And it's just absolutely amazing because it's, not, it's, it's the cars, it's the people, it's the stories, it's the whole nine yard. Of course, it's California. You know, which I was actually talking to my uncle who goes out there with me all the time, and we're talking about California. As, as messed up, as effed up as the political situation is out there, you know, the people are pretty cool. And the country is definitely God's country. There's no question about that. I mean, the scenery, the weather, I don't think I had, I had, I was just shirt, short sleeves and shirt the whole time, except for in the morning and the evening when the fall ro- fog rolled in. And, uh, you know, it's just, it's just, and it was dry. And we had the windows open, no screens, no bugs. It's kind of cool. You know, Florida is like the bug capital of the world. I mean, you know, it's, it, they kind of wait. They sit around my uh, garage knowing that right about 6.15, just as the sun goes down, maybe a little bit later nowadays, and they just all kind of gather, you know, like stormtroopers, and then they just wait. And then when it's just right about dust, the mosquitoes come buzzing around. So for about 30, 40 minutes, you're just getting, you know, dive-bombed and stung the living daylights out of by a bunch of bloodthirsty little bloodsucker mosquitoes but anyway out there not a bug in sight not even a rattlesnake but it was just it's just so cool i mean it's like you know what's cool about california is you got hills you got mountains it's got a little florida in it you know because it's got some flatland it's got mountains so it's like europe it's got the coastline it's got rocks and all that kind of cool stuff which a little bit like spain if you've ever been to spain and some parts of italy along the mediterranean there um, just, uh, you know, I, I mean, the mountains like the Alps, uh, just, you know, uh, it's just, it's just beautiful out there. I know. Stop. Okay. Anyway, but I do like it out there. So the car thing, Pebble Beach was absolutely outstanding. The car that won was a Duesenberg, an Italian body Duesenberg, I might add. Pretty cool car. Uh, it was a hundred years of Lincoln Continental. They unveiled, you know me, I don't like electric cars. I'm not going to buy into it at all today, tomorrow, or the next day, but the, I, I get the concept car thing, and they had this, I'm not sure what it was, but it was giant. It was this, this giant Lincoln, and it was just, you know, an, uh, an, uh, an exercise in technology is really what a lot of concept cars are. And, um, and the thing was amazing. I mean, you know, it's 100 years Lincoln Continental, you know, because in 1922, they actually started in 1919, and uh, Henry Ford, uh, Etzel convinced his dad to buy the company because they needed a Heinlein car to compete with Cadillac. Actually, it was started by, I think, Mr. Leyland or whoever it was that was with Cadillac. And uh, so, you know, they bought Lincoln, and Lincoln, you know, I've had a few of those over the years, particularly the 61 Continental four-door. My mom had a 69. Hey, that's interesting. My mom had the last year, and I had the first year of the suicide doors. Um 
Beautiful car. Um, our friends up there at uh, Mob Steel in Michigan, they're big Lincoln guys. Lincolns were everywhere. Um, but the shows, okay, the auctions. We were at RM. RM, they were talking, well, you know, we're going to hit maybe somewhere around $200 million in car sales. 240 I think is what it was. 235 240 Just a record. But they had, it was the auction. Three nights, state-of-the-art. Gooding. Gooding did over $100 million and And just amazing cars. Lamborghini is one of my favorites. 350 GTs. And uh, Muras, uh, Porsches, Ferraris, just it was all there. Um, Bonhams, the same thing. Had some amazing cars. Jaguars, Ferraris, uh, vintage Delahays, a lot of pre-war classics. Some really pretty brass, beautiful brass era cars. The Quail, the Quail was a great event. Um, it's gotten very, very, very trendy. Motorlux, again, a lot of fun. Very, 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 very trendy. And, uh, you know, it's like they're, it's, they're really going after the guys that are about, you know, in their 40s, you know, successful people, because the cars that were there, a lot of them were uh, 90s cars. Um, what's that thing called? Radwood? Is that what it's called, Bobby? If you get a chance, guys, Google Radwood. Radwood is kind of like a, a modern day, I don't want to call it a concourse, but it's kind of like a gathering, you know, like a, a, a community of car guys that are car enthusiasts from cars out of the 80s and 90s and obviously early 2000s those cars were doing fantastic pagani was there and they had a huge display in fact over at the uh, WeatherTech raceway laguna seca i'm just gonna say laguna seca um pagani had an exhibition out there they were running their cars up and down the track had a huge display there the vintage cars was, as always, just a lot of fun. But what they did, what was interesting this year on Sunday, and we went to that, and that was in the morning, and that was the hill climb. So what they did basically is they went up the back, they went up backwards around the track. So basically counterclockwise, actually clockwise, but counter their normal rotation. And uh, they went up the hill, up the corkscrew. And I've got a couple of videos, and I have to post those, of uh, some cars screaming up and down. And one in particular was a, uh, a well-known drifter with a C5, might have been a C7 Corvette. I'm not sure. I couldn't tell. It was going by so fast, and all it was just in this blaze of smoke. It was really cool. But Monterey is just, uh, you know, it's a car guy haven. I mean, the, the probably the, the coolest thing is, is you don't even really have to go to half the shows because all you have to do is just uh, walk along the street side, and you can just see some of the coolest, most expensive, most exotic, most amazing, most classic cars on the planet. Reggie Jackson's got a store downtown, so he had his kind of like an open house, and he had some of his uh, – Chevrolet's out there, his Corvettes and his Camaros and Z28s and Chevelles and things like that. And then his buddy brought a couple Ferraris over. Legends of the Autobahn, which is just strictly German cars, Mercedes, BMW, Audi, Volkswagen. They had a great display there. Works Reunion, which is Porsche only primarily. And uh, I saw my friend Vu from PCA. And those guys had a great show there, some pretty amazing Porsches. Um, anything from 911s, 356s, and, and the late Mullet Carreras and, and, and things like that. Just really, you know, and the, and the GT2s, GT3s, and the RSs, and all the other late Mullet stuff. In fact, I was surprised because the majority of these events didn't really have a lot of vintage cars. They were mostly, you know, uh, 2000s. And uh, so, but there, there's still a, 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 a good supply of of old car guys like me driving their vintage stuff around there. I mean, it's just some oddball stuff, just really neat stuff. And then, of course, we made our tr- traditional trek to Doty's, and Doty is a car dealer there that kind of does what I do. He didn't really have a junkyard, but he's got project cars. I mean, Porsches, Rolls-Royce. He had a Rolls-Royce Corniche convertible there. It actually was kind of a cool car. 
911s, MGs. And the car that he had that Wayne Carini borrowed uh, and took to the Concourse de Lemons, de Lemons, de Lemons, um, which is a lot of fun. I mean, it's just like uh, you got to Google it, Concourse de Lemons. And uh, that's just a lot of fun. I mean, the place was packed. It was, you know, all you were looking at was the back of heads and cars. I mean, you know, everybody's just in their way. And, and people had a lot of fun there. But Wayne drove a early 50s or mid-50s BMW. I think it's called a 502 sedan, and uh, which was a V8, interestingly enough. and had the same motor, I, bet, I, get, I think, as the 507. So it would be about 56, 57, 58, somewhere around there, four-door sedan. And he won the award, best of show, with that car at Concourse de Lemons. And our friend Tim Sutter over there at Grassroots Motorsports, a classic uh, car, uh, motorsports Classic Motorsports Magazine, whatever it is, something like that. Um, I'm close, right, Bobby? Anyway, um, You're correct. It he came was, in the mail. He was. He was. Oh, it came in the mail. All right. So I got my subscription. Um, anyway, <laughs> but you know, it's just it's like you know, it's like I talk about SEMA. SEMA is the same thing. Amelia Island, uh, Scottsdale. These are like family reunions. If you go to these events all around the country all the time, you just get to be buddy buddies with a lot of people, and it's like uh, you know, you look forward to hanging out and seeing everybody. And my friend Mark was there. My uncle Art was there. And uh, you know, it was it's just really, really, really cool. Just meet some fascinating people. So on that note, Bobby's going to fire up the stereo, and we're going to get our special guest on the line tonight. And uh, this gentleman's a well-known, yeah, car designer and uh, artist, automotive artist, pinstriper, illustrator. I mean, his resume is like 10 miles long, but he's a car guy. That's the most important thing, and that's why we're having him on the show this evening. So, uh, Bobby, why don't you go ahead and... Uh, Fire up the... Uh, we're going to play our first song. Oh, we're going to play our first song. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, uh, By the ripcords. By the ripcords. Hey, little Cobra, because there was tons and tons of Cobras. In fact, my friend Peter Cliff from Dream Car Garage was out there, and he won an award with his Cobra 289 race car. Hey, you're tuning to Nostalgia Grading Cars. Don't touch that dial. I, 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 me. We'll be right back. further than flacarshows.com on your computer or on your mobile device flacarshows.com is a comprehensive list of automotive events plus videos and news articles whether you're looking for car shows cruise-ins meetups automotive festivals cars and coffees or anything else relating to an internal combustion engine then this is a site for you check it out online or on your phone at flacarshows.com 
and maybe owed some money. After 911 and 411, call 541. That's 727-541-1741. Call Gulfstream Motorsports for a diminished value report. Due to my 28 years experience in the auto salvage business, I'm very good with wrecks. So if your car's been involved in a wreck, call me for a diminished value report. Call 727-541-1741. You may be owed some money for the lost value of your repaired vehicle. And visit us at GulfstreamMotorsports.com. Okay, we're back. God, that's music to my ears. I just love to hear a nice dragster burnout at the track. In fact, we're going to have somebody on from... Uh, uh, there's a gentleman out in California that's a uh, super serious car guy. And he's also a former drag racer, but he has an amazing collection, and he recreated uh, the, the famous Lions uh, dragway start line with boxes and, uh, and a recreation of the... the timing booth and the whole nine yards and that's gonna be a real interesting story we had a few guys on over the years that have uh, all raced there anyway uh monterey has definitely got to be on your radar for next year definitely pebble beach uh the concourse uh the concorso event was just absolutely incredible um as well particularly if you like italian cars and there was a really good selection of panteras there and i'm a big pantera fan having owned one once before i like those cars Isos, um, Lamborghinis, obviously, and the car that won was a uh, Bizzarini, um, 3500 um, Strada, a beautiful car. And uh, so, again, you know, if you really want to see some engine, you need to put this on your bucket list. This is, there's no other event in the United States like it just because of all the events that take place and all the stuff that's going on for a week. You need to budget a week um, out of your uh out of your life to kind of go there and have the experience of a lifetime going to Monterey Car Week. On that note, Bobby's going to go ahead and uh, play another little song. And there's again, there's a connection here with this song and uh, and and our guest this evening. And of course, you know, if you guys have been listening to the show for the last wow, twelve and a half years, twelve and some odd years, there's always a connection there. So the clips that I play, the music that I play, there's always something there that's relevant to either the guest or uh, uh, a function or an event or something of that nature that we have uh, have, uh, recently attended or been part of. Right, Bobby? So he's nodding his head right now because I've got him in there thrashing on the thing. So let's see, the highlight of the event. Well, you know, they always say that what was your highlight of the event? Um, I don't know. You know, it's really hard to say. You know, just you just see some really cool cars and you meet some really interesting people. And uh, so the couple of people there that I met that had some uh, unusual cars. Um, but, you know, a lot of the vintage cars that were there. In fact, while I was there, too, it was, um, you know, you, you'll go, you go on Facebook and, uh, you know, you go through Facebook Marketplace and you see a bunch of cars and stuff like that. But uh, there was a company there called LBI. And uh, it's kind of like a they had what they call these pop-up dealerships. So what a pop-up is, and I, I wasn't familiar with the term, and what it is is basically uh, a dealer goes there, rents a building, has a couple of his clients consign cars, are there on on uh, on display, and and one guy had a 1956 Porsche, which is probably the car that got my attention, 56 Porsche Speedster that was sitting in the building, and it was like five blocks from there, and I've drive up and down those buildings, those streets all the time, canvassing looking for cool stuff, so. This guy found it. I saw the Porsche sitting there many, many years ago, but I did not know that there was a Spitzer sitting in the garage behind closed doors. Behind 
close it. What else do you have in the garage? Oh, I forgot to play that clip. Anyway, Bobby, go ahead and fire up the stereo, and we'll be right back with our special guest. Hi, I'm Barry McGuire, host of Car Crazy Television, and you're listening to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Okay, we're back, and that was a little uh, No Hard Feelings there, also John Wayne, and the song was Promised Land, and it was Wayne Newton's version of it. I think Chuck Berry did it originally, I know Elvis did it, so, uh, but there's a connection with our special guest for the evening. This gentleman is a former GM designer, he's a uh, well-known automotive artist, pinstriper, and illustrator. I'm delighted to welcome... Uh, to the show this evening, Jerry Allward. Jerry, how are you this evening? I'm uh, fortunate to be here, and I'm happy to be here. Well, we are too. So I'll tell you what, since we always, you've never been on a show before, and a lot of my guests um, and listeners are probably not real familiar with you on the East Coast, because you're kind of pretty well well known on the West Coast. Give us a little background about yourself. Tell us uh, some stories. Well, I, I lay a little low. I don't really get myself out there that much. But uh, as you mentioned, I'm an ex-General Motors designer, but I moved to California. I'll just do this quickly. I moved to California. I just uh, Michigan was a little bit uh, – I'm from Michigan. It was a little bit cold, and I'm the car guy. So, you know, the cars were rusting out faster than I could build them. <laughs> I like that, rusting out faster than I could build them. Good one. <laughs> I uh, came out to California and uh, – uh, which uh, which I was more of a car situation out here, and then I eventually uh, uh, moved to Newport Beach. Uh, got married, and moved to Newport Beach, and uh, I started uh, my company, which was Jerry Allward Classic Automobiles in Newport Beach. And uh, I had that for about fifteen years. I did uh, 
many high-end cars. I was in quite a, you know, in a real good situation because a lot of uh, car people in the neighborhood, so to speak. And uh, well, let's back up. Let's back up just for a second. And General Motors, what 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 did you work on when you were at General Motors, and how long were you there, and when did you start? Okay, I was only there for a short stint. Really, three years. Okay, three years. That. Uh, I'm trained as a as a uh, mechanical engineer. Okay. And I started at uh, I sat, started at Saginaw Steering Gear Division, but I quickly they realized that I had a you know a, a, an artistic type talent, which I which I endeavored to uh, uh, to use if I if I could, and uh, so it didn't take me long to start. I mean, I I didn't design. A complete car or anything. I think all the other designers will will tell you that you end up getting you just do little sections. I did some uh, on the Mako Shark too. I did some steering system stuff and the pedals on that particular car. You know that uh, the, the seats don't move, the pedals move. Oh really? I did not know that. And we had uh, Saginaw Steering Gear had developed the uh, energy absorbing steering column that moved. Built telescope, it would move to you. So, on the Mako Shark, which was started in '64, finished up around '66, um, you get in the car and uh, the, the pedals and the steering would come to you. In other words, okay. And uh, one of the things that I didn't like about the C1 Corvette, when you look at one, uh, they had the diesels around the seat and. Uh, for example, if you had a, a young lady, a small lady, got in that car and she moved that seat forward, well, it just ruined the whole looks of the interior as far as I was concerned. So on the Mako Shark, the seats were stationary, and it, they just it, they stayed where they were, and it had a nice look to it. So the, the, the pedals came to you, and the pedals, the pedals, another interesting thing, where the pedals covered the whole floor down. Uh, you know, there was just a seam between the... Uh, accelerator and the brake so you just moved your foot over and and that whole area on the left was the brake and uh it's pretty pretty wild interesting you know it's it's funny it's funny that you mentioned that because you know when you see people going down the road and and i'll give you a good example any full-size american convertible out of the 60s or a uh um, two-door hardtop and in particular, like you mentioned, the early Corvettes, you scoot that seat all the way up forward, and it's almost as if it affects the lines of the car to the point where it does look silly. And particularly in a C1 Corvette, you're right on top of the steering wheel. You don't have much distance between the driver and the, and the steering wheel, you know, the seat anyway. So that's a, that was that's an interesting thought that they said, hmm, that's gonna, let's, let's do this. And so that's how the yeah. tilts telescopic steering wheels kind of uh, evolved, actually? Well, out of, no, they had already developed that, and, uh, you know, that was on all the GM cars uh, at that time. Oh, okay. And, and uh, but you can see what I mean on a C1 Corvette. You move forward, you end up, you've got a big hole right behind the driver's seat. Yes. If, if you're standing there looking at it. And uh, and then again, I must I must say that uh, I'm not responsible for any of the actual, you know, I did little bits and pieces and stuff like that. And, mm-hmm. uh uh, some illustration and uh, you know proposal illustrations uh, and and, stu- and stuff like that is, is what I did. But uh, when I got to California, I uh, I just wanted to get. I, I, I ended up buying a 
35 Auburn supercharged convertible, which I was always enamored by those cars with the with the pipes coming out the side, the supercharged car. And I that's what got me going on the classic cars. And uh, it was, uh, I mean, I was already on classic cars. I had bought a 34 Packard back in in Michigan. So I, I've always been a nut on the, on the classics, for sure. So do you have, are you very partial to um, pre-war cars? I mean, big, heavy American classics like that? That era, so late twenties, early thirties. I would say so. In the thirties, first early thirties would would be my specialty, so to speak. And uh, when we did in our business, we specialized in the big Packard. Well, I specialized in Auburn, Cord, and Duesenberg. I've I've owned uh, upwards of twenty five Auburns. Oh wow! In my day, and uh, I built my company built parts for them. Uh, we built parts for Duesenberg. I built many, maybe a dozen, uh, a dozen to fifteen sets of Duesenberg Model J bumpers. And uh, back, back, that was back. That was back in the day. And we uh, we actually we offered a lot of sheet metal parts that we, we built in house or had uh, Bill Honda up at California Metal Shaping make them for us. And uh, we also built Auburn boat tail speedsters in steel, and uh, so these are replicas. Then that's correct. But uh, we, for customers, we would convert like an Auburn sedan to a boat tail speedster, and then how they wanted to how they wanted to represent it was up to them. Although I would never uh, represent something that wasn't what it was, but uh, these. They, some people would call them a restoration. I absolutely duplicated an Auburn boat tail body. I got head of Auburn boat tail. We disassembled it. We duplicated the wood exact. I made all of the castings for the wood. I made the windshield frame. I made the, all of the uh, the woodwork exactly. Then we had uh, in this in this case we had a guy by the name of Marcel Delay. Uh, do the metalwork and made the body over the wooden frame. And Marcel, uh, rest in peace, he's, he's been gone a few years now, but his sons still do it up in Fullerton, California, this beautiful metalwork. And uh, they did our Auburn boat tail bodies. And uh, the first one that we did actually won Auburn, Indiana, the big V12. And uh, we did it for, for somebody, and he took it back and won off in Indiana, but he represented it as an original restoration is what he did. So I don't want to throw a wrench into everything, but that's, that it won Auburn, Indiana, in other words. You know, that's a whole different topic for a whole different show, and I want to save that for someday when I bring you back on because I, you and I can share some stories about what's authentic and what's not. And uh, well, we, we certainly could, and I'm 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 in I'm into uh, originality. I'm I'm a nut on original. I think an original car is worth far more than a restored car. As I have uh, just to interject right here, I found a <coughs> excuse me a '32 Auburn V12 sedan. I found it actually in Los Angeles. It's through a long story, but uh, it had 8,800 miles on it. 8,800 on a 32 Auburn B12, you know, with the six knockoff wheels and uh-huh. the original paint. It had the original Firestone gum dip tires on it. 
It now resides in the Auburn Court Duesenberg Museum in Auburn, Indiana. As an original survivor, as it was found. It is a survivor. It's still got the original Firestone tires on it. That's uh, the way they should be. Yes, I agree. Well, Skip, Mar- Skip Marchetti, who was the, uh, the manager of the museum at that time, came out. He didn't believe the car existed. He came out and saw it, and uh, they, he had, they had to have it. Uh, there was a sponsor that bought the car, and it, so it now sits in the museum. But it's a beautiful. I sent you a picture over of it. Yes, yes, I got that. You know, since you, I was, I'm on your Facebook page right now, and I'm looking at some of your um, artwork, and I, I don't know how to define it. I mean, it's like it's got a very, and I'm going to say, it's, correct me if I'm wrong, a very stylish Art Deco, uh, and I'm and I'm gonna I'm gonna try to. See if you remember this. There was a car that they showed racing this Art Deco locomotive, and I'm not sure if it was a Rolls Royce. I don't know if it was a real car because the story's still out on that because I think it was a recreation. But your artwork is very similar to that, and and truthfully, I find it very very. It's stunning. It's stunning work. So there's this, um, and it kind of looks like you know it's got that. I don't know. Um, I'm trying to think of a car that looks that has that grill, but it kind of slopes, mm-hmm. starts at the top, slopes to the front, has a little bit of a shovel look to the front, you know, and it's got these really um, projecting um, cone-shaped um, uh, hubcaps that are coming off. It looks like a, uh, a Duesenberg, basically, but like a, a, a Roadster version because it's got a low-profile windshield. But, but that style of artwork, what do you call that? I mean... Uh, well, the, the, artist, the artist that you're speaking of is a guy by the name of Jack Duratobi. Okay. And, uh, he's the one that had the, the stylized Duesenberg race in a train. Yes. And he's got several other ones, too. But uh, you're very kind your remarks of my artwork, because uh, I pride myself on not, I don't copy anybody, or I don't, for the most part, I don't draw or illustrate vehicles that, that exist, in other words. I rely on my, you know, I've got quite a background on classic cars. I love them. I've taken them apart, but nuts and bolts. And, uh, and uh, like somebody said one time, you, do you know those 35 Auburns? I said, yeah, I know them pretty good. I could draw you a picture of every part on that car. And uh, that, that's how that, that's how much I know those cars. And I lived, I, I lived and lived and breathed <laughs> for sure. So all of my cars are based on, and, and if you look at them, they all they have suspensions that'll all they'll all work. In other words, uh, engineering wise, they're not just a stylized artist depiction. They they could possibly they could be built if, uh, if and they have them. So so tell us about some of the cars. So when you were at Newport and you had your shop and you were building cars. Um, you were, you had over over the years you worked with a number of celebrities. Drop some names for us and tell us about some of their cars. Well, uh, I did quite. I was fortunate enough to do quite a few of them, and uh, we had a very we had a very nice shop. Uh, we painted. Uh, I did Jonathan Winter, uh, roles for Jonathan Winters, the comedian. We ended up uh, having we we painted his uh, attorney's car for him. Uh, a guy by the name of Don Bringle, who was a Rolls Royce collector, and we painted his car so we could get the the winner's job, so to speak. Is what yeah. <laughs> and uh, Winners and I hit it off. I loved that man, and uh, he was a real character. He liked my shop. He came down. 
he came down about once a week and hung out with us. In, you know, in his and what a what a character he was. Uh, we'd go down to, down the street and have lunch, and uh, he was uh, he was not a drinker. He had had quit drinking at that time, and I was a drinker then. And uh, it's been forty years since I've had a drink, but I was a drinker then. And uh, he encouraged me to quit drinking and stuff. But uh, when I when I met him. Uh, the day finally came that he showed up at the shop. Of course, uh, I was all excited about it stuff. And uh, his attorney introduced me to him, and I said, uh, "What well, nice to meet you, Mr. Winters. And he said, nice to meet you, Jerry. And I said, uh, but let's get something straight right off the bat. He said, <laughs> he said, he said uh, and what's that, Jerry? And of course, his attorney's uh, flipping out by that time. And uh, I said, let's get something straight right off the bat. And he says, what's that, Jerry? And I said, uh, I tell the jokes on my property. <laughs> he put his arm around me and he says, you know, we're going to be real good friends, Jerry. And uh, that, that's, that's how that started. So uh, I did, uh, I did uh, some work for John Wayne. John Wayne was just didn't live too far from me, actually. And, uh, again, I painted uh, uh, his, uh, the captain of the Wild Goose uh, was a guy named Mitchell, Bert Mitchell. Is the, and still is the captain of the Wild Goose, which was John Wayne's uh, minesweeper. We painted Bert's uh, horse for him, and then uh, we ended up getting John Wayne's uh, blazer up, and we did that for him. And I uh, did some work on his, he had a Pontiac station wagon that had the top extended so his, he could get in it with his cowboy hat. And, uh, yeah, it was... Uh, yeah, he was a character for sure, John Wayne. And it's interesting you mentioned that because uh, there's a book that was out many, many, many years ago, and it was called Cars and Stars, uh, or Cars right. of the Stars. And that Pontiac uh, station wagon was in there, and it had a raised roof. And as the story goes, it was a Barris custom car. And if That's so, right. did you collaborate with Barris on, on on some of these celebrity cars? No, I did not. Okay. Uh, George Barris has stopped in my shop. George used to uh, George used to uh, vacation in Newport Beach each year, and uh, he would stop in the shop, and uh, we would we would talk. and And, and, and uh, he he was a character for sure, and uh, and I respected him a great deal. But no, we didn't collaborate on that car. We I I did a little bit of work on the car, you know, some paint touch up on that. The green station wagon. Green station wagon, yes. He had a he had a few of them. It's funny you mentioned Cars of the Stars because uh, my friend uh, James and Jimmy Brucker owned Cars of the Stars in in Buena Park, which was near me, and there was a lot of a lot of cars up there. I don't know if you ever heard of that. No, I didn't. Yeah, in Buena Park, and that's where uh, yeah, that was quite that was quite the place. I bought a few cars out of there, and. Uh, but we did, uh, we did, we cut a Rolls Royce in half for Wayne Newton and put 40 inches in it. Uh, did a Ferrari for Phyllis Diller. A Ferrari for Phyllis Diller? Well, it was actually her son Terry's car. Okay. And if you want to, you want to know the details, it was, uh, it had a Chevy motor in it, believe it or not. Oh, no. Yep. And it was, a, it was actually a rare little gem, you know. But it had a Chevy, it had a Chevy with fuel injection in it, and they could 
they couldn't make it run. We took the fuel injection off and put a four barrel on it and made it run real nice. And that, that was the end of that. We did a little bit of paint touch up on it. So since you come in contact with some of these, I mean, you're, you're talking comedians here now, for example, let's say, and I mean, Wayne Newton was kind of funny. You know, he was, he was a comic a little kind of at times. Phil Stiller is a well-known comedian, obviously, and Jonathan Winter. So what was it like with Phil Stiller? Did she come in and clown around? And how many of these guys were really kind of like kind of car guys? A lot of these people? Well, no, she was just doing this. You know, I never met her son, but I met her. Okay. And she, and she was... Uh, you know, she was not like she is on TV, really. She was just a very nice lady, I thought. And, oh, okay. And uh, and then, uh, gosh, that that reminds me of another one. A lady pulled in in a in a big white Bentley Continental coupe one time, and a beautiful Continental coupe and a Bentley, and uh, she climbed out of it, and it was Baby Van Doren. Oh. I don't know if you remember Baby Van yes. Doren, but. He was a, she was a Marilyn Monroe type, and she was a real character, that one. And uh, she lived right down the street from my shop, believe it or not. And uh, she would come in occasionally, and uh, this white Bentley was, you know, it matched her because her hair was white. Uh-huh. You know? And uh, she was, uh, gosh, you know, Mamie Van Doren's still alive now. I think she's in her upper 80s, maybe, uh, but she, she was a very, she was very nice to me, and uh, but she lived down the street, and that car had that white lamb's wool carpet in it, you know, the long-haired lamb's wool carpet and the white upholstery, and the, it was, it was something else. What's but, uh, the, yeah. what? What is the most uh, uh, unique car that you had the opportunity to work on or build? Something that really stands out that you go back and go, boy, that was that that just uh, leaves a lasting impression. Well, we actually did quite a few. Actually, um, we did a two-check uh, body Tuttle Suiza V12 uh, three-position drophead, which is a that's a three million dollar car now. We did it back in the late seventies. Took it to Pebble Beach in one class. I sent you a picture of it, and. Uh, it's the maroon one. It started off a real crazy orange color, and uh, but we that was a that's a that's a that's quite an automobile. The Cano Suiza. We did uh, three or four Packard V12, uh, which are are wonderful cars. We had did a lot of Auburn Bucknells Speedsters. Um, as far as unique, I, oh, we had one of those Duesenberg two uh, speedsters, which was quite a deal. I bought that at the Newport Beach auction. and uh, I, only, I only owned it for about a week and a half because it cost too much money. But uh, that was quite the car, too. I don't know if you're familiar with those. They were built in Elroy, Wisconsin. And uh, they have uh, Ford V8 power. Uh, they, were, they, were, they were quite a, quite a car, for sure. Now we just came off Pebble Beach. Were you down there this week? This past week? No, no, I, I was not. And uh, the last time I was there, believe it or not, is when I met you, Robert. Oh, okay. <laughs> that was a couple of years ago, I think, wasn't it? In Monterey, and uh, uh, if the truth be known, I'm having a few health issues that I'm pretty much over now. But uh, you know, I'm almost eighty years old. I'm, I'm, getting, I'm getting up there, so the, like the 
like my friend says, what's the matter with you, Jerry? I said, do you want the list? <laughs> no, you're a spring chicken. Come on. I was there with uh, Uncle Arthur this week, and he's 80. And I was there with uh, your friend Zell, and Zell's in his late 70s, right? Yep. Big yep. shout-out to him, too. So uh, Now, wait a minute. Now, speaking of Zell, he's got kind of an interesting car collection, but uh, how, I, I noticed that the, the, the airplane that's set up in his shop there um, it looks like a, a early Cessna, a little, or maybe a little Cub or something like that. One twenty Cessna. Okay, so and I noticed you 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 pinstriped it. Your pinstriping is is exquisite. But I have to ask you this: Did you ever, in your days, cross paths with uh, uh, Von Dutch or any of those guys? Well, that's another story right there. You hit you hit the button there. I hit the button. Okay, good. Bing ding ding ding. <laughs> Von Dutch used to work for my friend Jimmy Brucker, who I mentioned had Cars of the Stars. Right. He used to work there. This was in his later days. And and Dutch drank too much. Uh-huh. And, uh, uh, now, I'm not trying to be cruel or anything, because I drank too much, too, at that time. And D- Dutch and I used to get... Uh, Buzzed? <laughs> sit on that bus of his uh, up in, in, in Buena Park. We'd sit there and drink and stories and lie to each other and on and on but uh dutch was uh dutch was quite the character and uh i have to say that dutch was a very very talented man and uh and i'm not talking about his pinstriping he's okay at pinstriping but he he was a gunsmith and i don't know if you have ever seen the movie the reavers no well, you know, it's a movie called The Reavers. And uh, in the movie is, a, is an antique car that's called a Winton Flyer. Uh-huh. And Dutch built that car from scratch. Oh, really? And I watched it happen. And uh, he, uh, you know, he was a buddy of, of Steve McQueen. Uh-huh. And uh, McQueen was one of my uh, idols. I, I, I actually met him at Cars of the Stars. Uh, Dutch introduced me to him. And... Uh, this, this fellow that was actually shorter than me turned around. He had hair down to his shoulders. And I looked at him and said, this is Steve McQueen. I looked at him you could tell, and I looked him in the eyes. I thought, oh, my goodness, it sure is. And uh, But this was in his later days. He had long hair. But Dutch introduced me to Steve McQueen. And Steve McQueen starred in that movie, The Reavers. Really? I'm going to have to look that up and watch that movie. Interesting. Yeah, look it up. The Reavers, the car is called a Winton Flyer. And Dutch built that car Okay. And, uh, yeah, he, yeah, he was, Dutch was something else, for sure. I've been pinstriping for six, somebody asked me how long I've been doing it. I've been doing it since I was 14 years old, so I've been doing it for, I've been doing it for 60-some years, I think. And, uh, and it was always, it was always a sideline, but, uh, uh, believe it or not, I striped the Lexus today. So I striped the Lexus. The Wolf. Where your middle name is Wolf, or you go by Jerry Wolf Allward. So does a Wolf is that is that a real name, or is that something that you kind of adopted, or how does that come into play? I'm named after my grandfather, who's Doctor Jerry Wolf. Okay, and and that's Wolf with an E. He was a a very well known horse doctor in Iowa. Oh, okay. And he was quite the character, and uh, my mother's maiden name is Wolf, and that's where the wolf comes from. Okay. So all word is kind of a tongue twister, so I've been pretty much known as Jerry Wolf most of my life. And uh, 
If you have to reflect back and you look at you know some of the most amazing stuff that you've done, what what are some of, what are some of the things you're most proudest of? In other words, is it your is it your artwork? Is it the cars you've created? Is it um, some of your paintwork, your pinstriping? What, what what would it be? Well, I'm just uh, I'm just fortunate that I can can do those things, and I endeavor to. Uh, in, in those areas, I endeavor to be good at what I what I do, and uh, I, I enjoy my artwork. I'm getting back at my artwork more at this point in time. Like I said, I did a I did a when I say I did I did a new Lexus today, but I I just did half of it. I did one side because the body shop fixed the other side. Oh, okay. So what I do what I do I, I go in and this is a painted thin strike. This is not tape. I go in, and this was a two-color, very thin pinstripe, three three lines on the one side. And I went in. It took me most of the day to do the one side. And uh, so I'm, I'm very fortunate that I can still do it. I'm as steady as I ever was. And uh, like I say, I want to be able to do it as long as I can. So that's, that's, that's where that is. Okay. Uh, on your Facebook, I stumbled across this little thing, uh, Ernie Ball. Now, when I think Ernie Ball, me being a lousy guitarist, uh, I'm thinking Ernie Ball, guitar, parts, strings. Is there a, am I on the right page there? Is there a connection there with the Ernie Ball? Because he was a guitar guy. He had a guitar. Uh, er, Ernie, Ernie Ball guitar strings are actually the biggest string company in the world now. Okay. And uh, when, I first, when I first got married... Uh, one of my first jobs, Ernie hired me to, I had a car shop near his, a small car shop where I was playing with my cars. And uh, Ernie would drop by all the time, and he was, uh, he was he liked cars as well. Okay. And uh, Ernie ended up hiring me. I, I didn't think he could afford me, to be honest with you, but he hired me, and I drew... They still use my string labels to this day that I drew for him. And, really? Uh, yep. And I walked in a store in San Francisco, and you know the super slinky and uh, this and that. And, you know, uh, I did a lot of artwork for Ernie. I started a car company for him called Grand Era Automobiles, and uh, we had we we had a bunch of cars for a while in Newport Beach, and uh, I would buy cars for him and and uh, sell them and making money and this and that. And then I decided well, I need to I need to get off on my own, which is what I did. I started my own company, which was just, it was actually less than a half a block of Ernie on Placentia Avenue. And uh, I had I had a real, I made sure that my location was Newport Beach. I was 60 feet into Newport Beach. <laughs> and, uh, well, <laughs> Newport's kind of a pricey area, so, you know, but, I mean, it's very trendy, and, you know, it's, uh, you're getting down there by, you know, towards La Jolla and and uh, Laguna, and, and that's a nice area down there, though. Well, it, it was beautiful, and I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm not a wealthy man, or, or nor was I ever, but uh, I lived on Belleville Island with my wife, and I had a nice spot down there, but it's, you know, it's way past me at this point in time, you know. It's uh, it, it's so crowded down there now. That's the part I didn't I didn't like. But uh, it. Uh, well, how'd you end up in Santa Rosa? 
I mean, that's kind of like uh, north end of the pole there in California. Almost. Uh, almost. I, almost a, <laughs> I ended up, you know, back to the, I hate to admit it, but back to the, I, I got a divorce. I drank too much. I ended up selling my business to a company called Metal Crafters. And Metal Crafters is a very well-known, they do the prototype work for the major automobile company now. Oh, okay. They, they now have over 400 employees. But they, they, they took over Jerry Allward Classic Automobiles and, and, and started building their prototypes there. I worked for them for a little while during the transition. I then went to uh, Phoenix and ended up flying up to uh, Sonoma County with my good buddy, uh, Dr. Beck, and that's uh, that's where that airplane stuff started. We got I got that uh, airplane for uh, Zell. Zell. Jerry, we are we're up against the clock right now. But if people want to find out about you, real quick, I, I want what I want to do is I want to bring you back next week and do part two. Are you up for that? Let's do part two next week. I'm up for it. Okay, good man. Okay, so real quick, if somebody wants to find out about you, because we only got a few seconds, and they zip us off the air. Real quick, if people want to find out more about Jerry Wolf, how do they go about doing it? The best place to see my stuff is uh, on Facebook, Jerry Jerry Allward uh, uh, Art and Color. Okay, you got it. Art Jerry, I want to thank you. Um, I know, yeah, I hate it when the checker flag comes down, but it does every once in a while. But we will have you back next week for part two, and I'm looking forward to it. And I'm going to ask you a whole bunch of questions next week. So in the meantime, you take care. Say hi, say hi to everybody up in Santa Rosa. And uh, I want to thank my special guest, Jerry Allwood, for uh, hanging out with us here at Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Car designer, illustrator, journalist, well, I mean, artist, all that cool stuff. Anyway, Jerry, take care. In the meantime, hey, everybody, tune in next week, 10, 78 p.m. on Tan Talk Radio Network. In the meantime, stay safe, drive carefully, and love your family. WTAN, Clearwater, FM 106.1, WDCF, Dade City, FM 102.3, WZHR, Zephyr Hills, FM 104.3. Listen.